You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on the Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I'm the owner of Free Method Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Food Freedom Podcast. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to take a chance to read one of our recent listener reviews from iTunes. And I also just want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you who've taken the time to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. It really, really means a lot. And I really enjoy going through and seeing everyone's comments and what you've been loving about the podcast, what you want to hear more of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for today's listener review from Elizabeth, Elizabeth says, Dylan is so down to earth and so knowledgeable. I love how she breaks things down and makes you feel like you're having a conversation with her. This is one podcast I totally resonate with and has been such an encouragement to me excited for more episodes. Elizabeth, if you're listening, thank you so much. That means a lot. And I mean, doing the podcast, it could cut this part out. All right. So let's get to today's topic, intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting has been quite a trend for a while now. And it's interesting because it's also not new. This idea of fasting has been around for really hundreds of years, especially in terms of cultural and religious traditions. And out of all the diet questions I get, I would say questions about intermittent fasting is probably at the top of the chart of what I get asked about the most. And we see intermittent fasting information everywhere, at gyms, social media, at the office or at the virtual office, if you're listening to this real time during coronavirus. (laughs) And it can be so hard to navigate fact from fiction. You see someone you respect or you really like on Instagram, and that person is talking about intermittent fasting. And it's like, oh, maybe I should do that. I like the way she looks. I want to look like her. Or this person seems to be well-educated and they're intermittent fasting, so maybe it's a good idea. It's very, very tempting to want to hop on board of that bandwagon, and it can be hard to navigate, okay, well, maybe what this person's claiming is true. They're making these health claims saying, I'm going to feel better than ever. It's changed their life. The list goes on. So let's dive more into it. And before we get to what the research tells us about intermittent fasting, I want to take a minute to talk through what intermittent fasting is, because if you're listening and, you know, maybe you've heard of intermittent fasting before, but what I know about a lot of diets is sometimes we know the name of the diet, like, oh yeah, intermittent fasting, I've heard of that, but we may not exactly know what exactly it entails. So let's talk about it. So intermittent fasting consists of eating food during a specific period of the day, 
and then fasting during a specific period of the day. And this can take various methods where you have different windows of eating and then different windows of fasting. And you could have a window of six hours where you're eating or eight hours or there's varying hour windows there. And then there's other methods that involve more calorie-restricted methods as far as you're eating this amount of calories on these days, and then on the other days, we're eating less calories. And so with intermittent fasting, and even in saying all of that, maybe it seems harmless. Okay, what's the problem with me eating only between 12 and 6? I'm not cutting any foods out of my diet, so it doesn't seem that bad. And that's one of the reasons intermittent fasting can be so sneaky. Because in a sense, based on what I just described, it's basically glorified restricting. Because you're giving yourself rules around what time you can eat and what time you can't eat. And what I always say in reference to diets is... A diet really is anything that restricts food items or windows of time in which you can eat for unnecessary reasons. So let's dig into some research because that's one of my favorite things to do. And as dietitians in school, we're always taught to practice from an evidence-based approach. And so when things like this arise, my gut instinct and what I've been trained to do is to go to the research. So an important thing to know about most research studies, at least at this date and time, on intermittent fasting have only been done on rats or on young slash middle age individuals in larger bodies. And so what that shows us is it's been done on a very small test group. And it's also been done on animals, which, you know, we're not rats, newsflash. (laughs) And so when we see these big claims like intermittent fasting is going to cure this, intermittent fasting solved all my problems, even if they're saying backed by research, there's not a ton of research that they're even referencing. And that's an important thing to note with research is there's so much nuance who was the group that it was tested on? What was the size of the group? Were there any control factors in the research study? Who funded the research study is really important. And so those are all things that we need to look into when we're also referencing research. Okay, so now diving into what this small body of research tells us. So intermittent fasting is not recommended for women. So that takes out a pretty big group as it may lead to disruption in hormones. And basically what that's saying is, okay, disruption in hormones. That may result in irregular periods, infertility, disrupting my hunger and fullness cues because our hunger and fullness are regulated by hormones and many other health effects. Intermittent fasting is also not recommended if you're pregnant or breastfeeding because it can lead to nutritional deficiencies and problems with fetal development. So not recommended for women, not recommended if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, which is also kind of all encompassing with (laughs) not recommended for women. 
Intermittent fasting is also not recommended for anyone with a history of an eating disorder. Or what I kind of like to add in there too is, you know, if you think you just struggle with disordered eating or have a poor relationship with food, because I don't want lack of a diagnosis to be something that keeps you out of that category as well. Because like with any diet, unnecessary restriction can increase the likelihood of eating disorder behaviors resurfacing. And gosh, I have seen this far too many times with clients and I could get on my soapbox right now talking about that. But for anyone with a history of an eating disorder who struggles with disordered eating, anything in that realm, being on any sort of diet is going to trigger past behaviors. Intermittent fasting is also not recommended for people with diabetes. It's not recommended for children and it's not recommended for teenagers. So that's a pretty big group of people that we just kind of cut out of saying intermittent fasting is not recommended for you. Another thing to note about intermittent fasting is even if, because I know there may be people out there, I mean, I think most of the listeners here are women, but any men who are listening, welcome. If there's people listening who are like, well, I don't fall into any of those categories, so I guess I can intermittent fast and it will be great. Hold up, hold your thought. So another thing to know about intermittent fasting is really it's training your body to ignore your natural hunger and fullness cues. It's doing that because you're having these specific feeding and fasting windows. Okay, eat it this time and I don't eat it this time. So if I'm hungry during my fasting time, eh, sucks, gonna have to wait. Or let's say my feeding window is about to close and <laughs> even that phrase is just blows my mind. But if my feeding window is about to close, then, oh my gosh, I better eat so I can make it through the next X amount of hours before I can eat again. And maybe you're not even hungry at that point, but you just got to prepare for the famine you're about to have for the next however many hours. And see, our bodies are very smart. They keep us alive, which is, well, very impressive. And so eating patterns like this teach us to go against what our body is set up to do. Because our hunger and fullness cues are there for a purpose. Just like when we have the urge to go to the restroom and then we go into the bathroom and we do our business, when we are hungry, when our body's saying, hey, I'm hungry, my stomach's growling, I need food, that's our body telling us, feed me. And I know, I know, I know, I know that it's way easier said than done because we live in a culture that tells us that hunger is the enemy. But I'm here to tell you, that hunger is your friend. And that can also set us up for a long-term poor relationship with food and with our body and can also easily then turn into an eating disorder or disordered eating patterns. I think it's also important to note that as of right now, there are no research studies on the long-term effects of intermittent fasting. And so sometimes I see claims of like intermittent fasting is going to increase your lifespan. Well, we don't really have any long-term studies, so we really can't prove that. 
Another thing with intermittent fasting is, like I mentioned earlier with the feeding and the fasting windows, it can really increase our risk for binge eating-like behaviors because you're in that feeding window and your mindset there is, okay, I need to eat as much as I can because I don't know what I'm going to eat again. Or I guess I do know what I'm going to eat again, but it's it's not going to be for 10 or plus hours. And one of my favorite things to talk about when we're talking about intermittent fasting is, think about this with me for a second. So we have dinner. It's our last meal of the day. Well, then we, you know, have a snack after dinner if we like and if we're hungry and if we're in the mood for it. And then we go to bed, we sleep, we wake up, and we have this meal that is called breakfast. Let's break breakfast down into two words. Break fast. Breakfast. So we are breaking the fast when we have breakfast. And so really, our body is already, in a sense, air quotes, fasting from the last meal of the day prior to the first meal of the day on that next day. Maybe that's eight hours, maybe it's 10 hours, maybe it's 12, maybe it's six. However many hours it may be, your body's already getting a break from digestion. And it's getting to do its thing, live its life without having food to digest right away because you're eating. And so really, with that being said, intermittent fasting isn't even needed for anyone because we're all breaking the fast when we eat breakfast. So all of that to say, I know that ignoring diets can be so hard because like I mentioned earlier, they're very, really, diet culture is really, really good at making it seem like you have to do this diet what you've been missing. It's going to change your life. And I also know walking away from diets and stepping into food freedom is so hard. I talk with my clients about this all the time because we have this idea, okay, my body can't be trusted, so I need a diet. I need to do intermittent fasting. I need to do keto. I need to do XYZ diet. And maybe you're not even verbatim thinking my body can't be trusted, but that's what you're saying because I'm doing this diet because I can't trust my body. And so in letting go of diets, what we're working towards is trusting your body. We're working to get you to that point of being able to choose the food that sounds good, to be able to have ice cream in the freezer and not convince yourself that you're going to eat the whole gallon in one sitting or to not have to have specific feeding and fasting windows. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, Dylan, I don't even know how I'm going to get there. That feels impossible. It feels scary. Dieting is my comfort zone. I don't know what to do. I hear you. I see you. I, I totally get it. And that's why I've created a business to help people just like you. So if you're listening and you are so sick of diets and you are so, so ready for food freedom and to just be able to keep your foods, your favorite foods at home, to be able to go out to dinner and order what you want, not what you feel like you have to have. If you're ready to not have to skip 
breakfast with your best friends because it doesn't fit into your feeding window, if you're ready to not go to bed hungry because your feeding window has ended, we would love for you to apply to join our VIP coaching program. And let me tell you a little bit about that program real quick before we finish. So we have four spots open for the month of October, and then we'll have four more spots opening the month of November and then December as well. That being said, what that looks like to work with us as a VIP client, like it sounds, you're the VIP. So it's really the highest tier that you can work with us. You're working with one of the dietitians on our team one-on-one. You're having bi-weekly sessions where you really dig into all of that that I just talked through. We're digging into food fears and we're talking through how to navigate emotional eating and how to ignore all of this diet talk for good. We're giving you tools so that you can walk into any food situation and feel empowered. We're also talking a lot about body image because what we also know to be true is that body image has a lot to do with the reason that we go on diets. We don't feel at home in our body and we think losing weight is going to fix that. And so as a VIP client, you get one-on-one sessions with one of our dietitians. You get access to our private course, which gives you lots of video trainings and private meditations and recipes and worksheets and so much more. You get access to a visual food journal where you'll log your food for us to give you feedback on as far as navigating just your mood and your emotion and your thoughts around food so we can really kick that food guilt to the curb. So if you're listening to this and you're really ready to never diet again and to find lasting food freedom, we would love to have you. So head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call, and that'll send you to the link to apply for a discovery call. It's a 30-minute call, completely free. You have nothing to lose. You and I will hop on a Zoom call, chat about what you're struggling with, what your goals are, And I'll tell you even more about the VIP program as well as other things we offer at Free Method Nutrition. So I look forward to chatting with you on Zoom and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Food Freedom Podcast. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. And be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you next episode.